Welcome to the If I Only Knew podcast with Debbie and Veronica, two friends with a combined age of 110 years. I'm 65. And I'm 55. Between us, we have five kids, three grandkids, and a total of 75 years married. Now it's time to be inspired, laugh a lot, and learn to thrive. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the If I Only Knew podcast with Debbie and Veronica. Today, we're so excited to have Megan Kilcary, who is a PharmD and um, is a partial owner at the Leesburg Compounding Center Pharmacy. We are so excited to have you back, Megan. Yay. And we also have Rachel Bonner, who is a family nurse practitioner and happens to be, disclaimer, my doctor. Me too. And Debbie's. Uh-huh. We're lucky. We're, we're lucky very people. lucky. Yes, we are. Um, with us. And we're going to continue our conversation on inflammation. So we're just going to let Megan and Rachel go for it because they have all the knowledge about this. We're so excited you join us and let's go. Well, thank you guys again so much for having me back. And I am so excited to have one of my best friends, Rachel, here (laughs) uh, talking with us tonight about inflammation. So we've talked about this a ton. We have. Rachel and I have been working together for over 10 years and Mm, probably at least uh, maybe 15. (laughs) Seriously. I didn't know that. So, I mean, I can't tell you how many patients, you know, we have talked about that have these issues and so really happy to, to be here tonight talking to you guys about this. So, um, so a couple of things Rachel and I talked about, we wanted to go over and I know you guys already went over chronic and, and acute inflammation and what it is what causes inflammation, what does it feel like in our bodies, and finally, what do I do about it? So um, just a couple of things we want to touch on, and obviously we can go more into depth you know, later on about some things too. Mm-hmm. So Rachel, my fabulous nurse practitioner friend, is right. giving Woo-hoo! us a quick, uh, quick uh, what is it, biology lesson here in inflammation? So um, I guess we'll done, you know, we'll try to be basic and not get into too much of the biochemistry of inflammation, but you know, inflammation can be a good thing, but it can also be a bad thing because inflammation is how our body responds to injury or trauma or infection. So we want our immune system to be able to protect itself so that we have the right amount of inflammation response happening. But when our body has too much inflammation, we start to you know, see the body attack itself. And then it can lead to, you know, simple symptoms that maybe we don't think about every day as being a sign of inflammation. Um, maybe we're going to our healthcare provider and complaining fatigue for the 50th time. And they said, yeah, just, you know, exercise more, mm-hmm. clean up your diet and you'll feel better. Yeah. Right. Um, or maybe we're having more serious symptoms. We're having fevers or we're having rashes or we're starting to have a lot of joint pain or muscle pain or what we call myofascial pain when your arms and your legs start to hurt. You have low back pain. Um, or maybe you're starting to have hair loss or complain of like irritable, irritable bowel type symptoms mm-hmm. where you never seem to have the right amount of bowel movements or you're having too many a day, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to talk about that. And unless you have someone who's asking you those questions, a lot of times you'll be a little bit hesitant to bring those things up. Yeah, absolutely. So um, as far as being a practitioner that has a lot of patients coming in, are people complaining about the acute inflammation more or the chronic inflammation mm-hmm. more? 
I mean, I would say acute inflammation. You see those people, they get better. You know what I mean? They're not coming back. They're not mm -hmm. calling you, you know, asking questions or worried about things in the future. But it's my patients that come in and say, I'm tired. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, how long have you been tired for? And they're like, oh, probably like five years. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> five <laughs> years. I live with it because I'm getting old. Okay. Yeah, right. You're supposed yeah. to be tired. Well, and a lot of people do blame it on aging. And I don't think that that's, you know, even if my 65-year-olds or 70-year-olds say I'm tired, and if they say I didn't used to be tired, you know, what has changed that? Like, it's not okay to say to those people, well, you're old. And I hate when patients tell me that other healthcare providers have told them that the reason yeah. that they're feeling tired is because they're getting old, because that's not okay. No, it's not. So we were talking earlier, so the new buzzword out there is <laughs> Inflammaging. So it's I a love combination that <laughs> of inflammation and aging. And it's and you know, obviously as we age, there's just normal processes that you know our, our body goes through. Right. Um, and there's a lot of just kind of low-grade inflammation that's going on as we age. You know, we don't always eat that healthy. Um, right. you know, so just general right. aging, unbalanced diet, right. low levels of sex hormones. Mm -hmm. Right. We talked about Hormone that. Hormone replacement yes. therapy yeah. comes into play there. Mm -hmm. um, smoking. Mental stress is huge. Believe it or not. I mean, we're, we're you know, the, the stress that we, the mental stress that we put on our bodies, you know, is manifests itself through these other signs of inflammation that Rachel was talking about. Um, fat tissue, amount of fat tissue that we have on our bodies causes inflammation. Gut imbalance. Um, these all contribute to and also a big one too yeah. on aging is that people are not sleeping enough. And especially in yeah. like our area in Northern Virginia, we have people that are spending two hours to three hours in the car every day commuting, yeah. and they're yeah. commuting and they're sedentary mm -hmm. and they're not exercising. And you know, that causes a lot of musculoskeletal stress too. You're mm -hmm. sitting and you're not moving and your neck hurts so bad and you can't move your head. And why does my neck killing me? And it's, you know, every woman that comes in to me, well, it hurts right here. Like right now, my neck, my forehead. And I'm like, yeah, because you're sitting at a computer typing yeah. all day and you can't yeah. relax your shoulders, yeah. you know. Um, I think, you know, the sleep thing is huge. If I have a 94-year-old patient and she's telling me that she sleeps like a baby, I'm like, that is why you were 94. Because you yeah. sleep. Yeah. And yes. people who do not sleep are definitely having shorter lifespans and they're aging more yes. rapidly. And that's so. a scary thought. Yes. It is. Yes. It really is. It is. And I always tell my patients that if I can't help you sleep, I am never going to get you better. Mm -hmm. And I, I honestly have said that for years. Yep. And if they say I can't sleep, then I'm like, that's like the first thing that we got to work on. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I know that's one thing, Rachel, that you helped me with <laughs> tremendously. Like I literally sleep all the way through the night now. Now, little disclaimer, if I do drink some wine, I will wake up at 3 a.m. Right. Yeah, yeah. But I stop drinking wine for the most part. I do have it on, you know, certain occasions. But when I don't have wine, I go to bed whatever time, 10, 1030. And I don't wake up until seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah. It's I don't even have to go to the bathroom. Well, like it's yeah, amazing. You know, a lot of people think, oh, I'll have some alcohol before I go to bed because it helps me sleep. And it's actually the opposite. It, yeah, alcohol said, disrupts sleep always. And, yes. you know, sometimes it's hard to make people believe that, to be honest. Um, and I'm not sure why, because most people are waking up at three or four in the morning, especially like yeah. the night after menopause. Yeah. Yes. And anyway, much less you're having alcohol, right? Yeah. And for That's most so postmenopausal women, 
a lot of the issues with sleep are the sex hormone imbalance. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's why it's, that's one of those things that's so important to get checked and to get back into normal levels are your hormone levels, you know, so you can have that good restful night's sleep again. Mm -hmm. And again, that's, that's part of decreasing, you know, just that whole inflammatory cycle. I've started doing a lot more, um, specialized hormone testing and it, one of the tests that I do called the Dutch test does do um, melatonin levels and it's very interesting to see you know people's melatonin levels and you know melatonin not only does it help people to sleep but it actually has been proven in a lot of research to help prevent dementia so you tell me if you don't have enough melatonin and you don't sleep yeah. you know all of those things are kind of you know a continuous line yeah. Um, to causing melatonin is a hormone people don't realize that they think it's just an over-the-counter supplement melatonin is actually a hormone that our body produces Mm -hmm. and we need it and and our hormones decrease as we age and again melatonin is one of those things that decreases so it's 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 definitely a good thing to uh think about in terms of you know with sleep issues and supplementing with that too and i think like you were talking about earlier, we were talking about how chemicals can really cause inflammation and how many more chemicals that we're exposed to in our lifetime now compared to, you know, decades gone. But, um, and even pollution and riding buses, you know, to work or, you know, whatever, getting your hair dyed every yep. six weeks. We're yeah. talking about like, you know, being less makeup. exposed to those. Like, makeup, deodorant, even clothing. If it has like more synthetic materials, it's possibly, you know, kind of giving off gases. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, that's a, our earth is definitely, you know, having a lot of environmental changes to the impact on our body. It can feel overwhelming like, at times. Yes. Absolutely. That's what but, I But you know, yeah. that saying, how do you eat an elephant? Right. One bite right. at a time. Right. Yes. You make the changes that you can make little right. by little. Right. right. Yeah. And you have to focus on the things that are in your control because you have people come in and they're so anxious and overwhelmed because they're worrying about all these things that really are not in their control. And of course, you don't want to, you know, I don't want to say that their worries aren't valid, but if it's out of their control and it's disrupting their health, you know, then we have to deal with it. Right. But, so true. So okay. true. Um, so we've kind of gone over a little bit about inflammation and, and what it, what are kind of the, some of the things, well, we've talked about what it feels like. You have patients coming in right. telling me they've got the, mm-hmm. the pain in the neck and the shoulders. I know I hear a lot of women, the biggest thing in, in my field, they come in not only the fatigue, but the bloating. Right. Yes. So bloated. Yeah, constipated. Constipation. Bowel issues. I can't tell Once you. Once a week. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's nothing. This no is, way. Yeah, that used to be me. Oh people, my this is inflammation. Yeah. This is the impact of inflammation mm-hmm. on your bodies. So it's what we're putting in our mouths. Yeah. It's how much we're exercising. And how many um, people that come in with depression and they're constipated? Because most people don't realize that, you know, like 90%, I think it is, of your serotonin receptors are in your gut. Yeah. So yeah. if you're constipated all the time and nothing's moving through or being yeah. absorbed, you know, there's no way to fix that unless you help with that piece with your gut inflammation. So exactly, exactly. You can get so all interesting. You know, Lexapro you want, it's not going to. It's not going to work. No. Yeah, <laughs> no. that's great. Um, so I so bloating is a big thing. Obviously, um, the the muscle pain, um, weight gain, yeah, is, right. is a huge thing too. It's funny. I actually read this article in the Wall Street Journal the other day, and they said the mathematical equation for weight loss 
is more complicated than the equation for rocket science. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so there wow. are so many factors yeah. that go into the equation for weight loss. And that's a huge thing for, you know, women over 40. Yeah. Well, and there's other research that shows that like women over like, I think it's like 65 or 70 can do the same exact thing every day yeah. and still gain a pound every yeah. day. Exactly. You know, yeah. Yeah. What do you yeah. do? You're working against yeah. nature. So, yeah. so yes. it's basically, it's more complicated. It is way science. more complicated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Especially for women. Yeah. Definitely. Um, but you know, there are, so this is all just like a vicious cycle, basically, you know, one thing leads to another. We're tired all the time. So what do we do when we're tired? Well, we don't exercise. Right, right. And then what do we do? We reach for the comfort foods that make right. us feel better. Oh. Yeah. And the processed just, foods, the easy, yes. yeah, but they give you the bump. Yep. Yes. Mm -hmm. Or the alcohol. Right. Right. You know, yeah. it's, it's just right. a mm -hmm. vicious cycle. Right. So like you said, where do you start? Yeah. It doesn't matter, right? Just take a piece. Just what do if, one thing. Do one thing. Yeah. Right. Either address your sleep issues. Let's start there. Or address a food issue that you have. Let's yeah. start there. Or address an exercise. We can't do it all at once. No. You know? Um, I, I, I read another article. It was interesting. It said that the five things that women are always trying to, you know, accomplish or, you know, excel at are family, mm -hmm. friends, work, sleep, and fitness. Mm -hmm. Out of those five things, you can realistically only accomplish three in a day. So do you know what most women sacrifice? Themselves. Sleep mm -hmm. and fitness yeah. are the two that, because they focus on friends, family, mm -hmm. and work. Taking care of everybody. Yes, yeah. taking care exactly. of everybody else. Right. But the sleep and the, um, and the fitness portion, right. taking care of yourself, that's what we let go. So these are the things that we need to start focusing focusing on our bodies right. and and you know decreasing this problem with yeah. the inflammation that we have. Rachel, yeah. what do you think the scope of this problem is from your practice? In terms of you see how 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 prevalent, how prevalent is, it? is it? I mean, well, is it I mean, I think you know, most of the patients that come in to see me are at least overweight, if not obese, right? Right. So I was telling Megan, you know, if somebody comes in to me. And I know that they're up like, you know, they might be 70, 80 pounds overweight and they say they're tired and I have to sit there and I look at them and I said, I know you're tired. You know, why do you think you're tired? Like sometimes I do I try to change it up, right? Like what is the patient thinking? Um, you know, metabolic syndrome, right? So we have patients who are obese that have hypertension or high blood pressure that have diabetes that have, um, you know, basically insulin resistance, right? Right. So that means that, you know, insulin is supposed to help your cells to, it's supposed to help take up glucose into your cell, right? To provide energy for your body. But what starts to happen is that there's too much glucose, right? Um, so you don't have enough insulin to take your glucose up into your cells. So you start making fat, right? Start mm -hmm. storing fat. Your, the inflammation that's created by all of this blunts your cell receptors so that they can't take up glucose into your cells. So then you have even more inflammation. So you're making more insulin, you have more inflammation, you know, your body's becoming resistant to the insulin. So you're getting all this belly fat. Mm -hmm. And then you're making cortisol, mm -hmm. right? And then you feel like crap. That's, yeah. you know, the bottom that's line, cycle. Right? right? I mean, I can, somebody walks in and I look at them and I'm like, well, they have metabolic syndrome. Like, you just, you know, yeah. you can see it. this forever. You yes. know what's wrong. You know that when you do these inflammatory markers on this patient, that their CRP is going to be crazy high. Mm -hmm. And that you know that you need to tell them that they need to work on losing weight. But how are they going to do that? Because it's going to be hard because their hormones are all out of balance. Like I said, their insulin's too high, their cortisol's too high. The easiest thing is to give somebody a pill. 
which we mm-hmm. talked about, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. The hardest thing is to help people change how they're eating. Change your yes. lifestyle. I so if you're agree. overweight, you have an inflammation problem. Mm-hmm. Period. Right. There's there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Right. Yep. But, you know, the first time you see a patient, like, you know, don't necessarily necessarily want to say, well, you need to lose 50 pounds, you know, and then you're not going to be tired. That's right. a great conversation. Yeah. So it's tough. Yeah, that, it's a hard, but most people that need it already know. Yeah. yeah. It's not like they're blind. They know and that they need to lose that weight. Right. I think most women, especially postmenopausal, mm-hmm. you get stuck and you're you like, do. it's so, yes. like it when is. I was in my 30s my twenties and my thirties, I could just make simple modifications mm-hmm. and I could lose weight easily. It would happen. Right. Drop. It would just kind of happen. Drop. In my forties, it was a little bit harder in my fifties. Right. Oh my gosh. It's like, I have to make serious right. modifications yes. in order to see it happen. Thing is that a lot of health care providers tend to tell their patients, well, you just need to exercise. Right. And if you exercise, you're going to lose weight. Well, that's yeah. not going to happen now. When you're 50 or <laughs> even in your late twenties and you're a woman, yeah. yeah, if you're a man, it might work. Yes. You know? Yeah. But if you're a woman, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. And diet is so much more yeah. important at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, of it course, is. I want my patients to exercise. It helps their cardiovascular mm-hmm. health. It helps their mental strength. health, yeah. right? Um, but it's all about what you're eating. It is. I heard once, and I don't know if this is accurate, but it's 80% what goes in your mouth and 10% exercise. Yeah. yeah. It's probably close. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and, you know, they're like, I'm exercising. I do boot camp like five days a week. And I'm like, I believe them. Like, yeah. I'm sure they are. But they're like, I can't get rid of this belly fat yeah. to save my life. Yeah. 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 It's true. Mm-hmm. So what do you recommend? Because I think that probably is a huge concern for a lot of our audience they they have that belly fat. They have that fatigue. They right. have that extra maybe 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds that right. they want to lose. Uh-huh. What's your recommendations to help them? I know, Megan, you suggested one thing, if you have to start one thing, to do a probiotic. And That's boy, right. I have been faithful with my probiotic. I am faithful with my probiotics. Yeah. And it does make a huge it difference. It does. It makes a, huge. It makes a big difference. World. And then Rachel, you got, you tested my hormones and I got started on some hormones that have made a gigantic difference. I mean, I think it depends also on your age. So like if you're premenopausal and you're generally pretty healthy, like if I help you with your eating, you're probably going to do okay. You know what I mean? You're going to be able to lose weight. But if you're in your forties and you're perimenopausal, um, you know, there's going to be a lot more testing that I want to do to kind of figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll be checking a lot of those inflammatory markers and checking hormone levels and cortisol levels right. to see. Very good. Very good. Well, that's awesome. Well, we want to take you even further on some more topics. Yes. And so we're getting close to our usual time. Yep. Um, if we want to say one last thing and before we go to jump to session two, which is how do I fix this? How do I fix this? What 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 maybe two or three things do you think are key things to remember regarding this that does take away? In this world of overwhelm, all the information, all the things going on, what are your key takeaways before we move into part two is fixing? Yeah, I mean I, I think the biggest thing I tell people mm-hmm. is that you know you can only do one thing at a time. One thing, you know, I, I know so many people that just get overwhelmed in their days. Mm-hmm. You know, again, we're overwhelmed with, with families and work and, and just life in general. Just don't get over, just start somewhere. Yeah. Don't say, I can't yeah. do that. You can don't do look this. look at 50 pounds, look at 10 no. pounds. Right. 
you know, make smaller rules. Right. Pick that, you know, limit your sugar. Get rid of sugar. If you can do that, (laughs) you're going to make great progress. And it's going to be one of the hardest things you'll ever have to do because we're all Mm -hmm. addicted. We are. I agree. It's in everything. It is in everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So get rid of sugar. Get rid of sugar. You can do this. Yes. Well, listen, I am probably a great example of being able to do this because I don't like to give up things that I like. And in the, I have done, I have done because we said that we would talk about like what we've tried and what has worked. And I've had six weeks of, of success and I've lost 13 pounds, which is in six weeks. That's pretty good. Right. My waist has gone down two inches. So that's, pretty exciting. That's good stuff. And first yes. of all, you feel better. I feel so much. And she I've better. had a couple people tell me I look younger, which <laughs> at almost 56, I'll take it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, we will talk and take on the next topic, next yes. uh, pieces of information. Yeah. Thank you for two. joining us for inflammation. What the heck? What the heck? <laughs> <laughs>